Welcome to The Higher Self and I, your go-to podcast that will release you of your victim mindset and become your one-way ticket towards the mind-blowing results you desire in your life and your business. I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden, mindset and business mentor, ready to help you unlock your mindset into gear and empower you to step into the person you always knew you were meant to be, a badass CEO who is here to claim her freaking millionaire life. Ready to find out what life could be like if you just did the thing? Let's go, baby. Hello, gorgeous lady. Welcome back to Hyatt Self and I. Thank you for tuning in again. I love, love the comments that have been coming through from Hyatt Self and I at the moment. And I know a lot of the episodes have been really resonating with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for just tuning in and being here every week. And I wanted to say if there's anything that you want me to talk on, if there are any topics that you want me to dive into from a subconscious or a neuroscience perspective, please do let me know. I'm always open uh, for ideas, for questions. I might even do a QA and a podcast very, very soon. But with that being said, today we are actually looking at safety and why we revert back to safety subconsciously, even if it doesn't serve us. So when we look at safety, it is the primal job of the subconscious mind. We, you've heard me say that a hundred million times, I know you have. So we want to be in safety. And I talk a lot about safety with my clients, especially when we are creating new neural pathways, when we're creating new beliefs for a new reality that they want. It can feel really unsafe. It can feel really, you know, almost like you want to run and hide. You want to jump out of your body. You want to, you know, turn off all social media and the whole business and just kind of be in your little cocoon of safety, especially when you're moving to quote unquote, the next level of your business. And it feels different to how you've been doing things. Maybe it's a different way of showing up on social media. Maybe it's a different way of running your schedule. Maybe it's a different way of selling. Maybe it's a different way of showing up and speaking to your audience. And all of these things, because they feel so new, feel really fucking scary don't they? You know, we we go to do it and maybe we feel a little bit like a novice. Maybe we feel that, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh no, I can't do it this way. Maybe we feel um, like almost people are watching you trying to shift through. There's loads of things that come through when we're trying to change that reality and change out of our comfort zone and, and step into the business owner that we want to be or step into the way that we want to organize our business or step into the way that we want to run our life or step into the way that we want to travel while having the business. And actually it can feel really, really scary. And I wanted to have a look at this today from kind of two aspects, from the aspect of why we do it, because I think understanding why we revert back to safety, even if it doesn't serve us, 
is really helpful for you to know. It's really helpful for you to understand. We're going to have a look from a subconscious perspective. There's a little bit of neuroscience in today as well, but kind of looking at why we revert back to safety, first of all, and then I'm going to chat through what to do to get out of what I call the safety loop. So I used to play this a lot in the business because I'm very good at stories. I can sell very well on stories clients flow quite naturally and easily to me. It wasn't always like that way, P.S., but that is my safety. You know, that's something that feels safe for me. It feels safe for me to show up on stories. It feels safe for me to sell every day. It feels safe for me to sell my one-to-one packages. And actually going through this new iteration of my business of what I want it to look like next and what I want my life to look like and and actually where I want to go next as as a human, as where I want to progress to, that has felt so unsafe. It has felt so, so unsafe. And I'll talk about that today as well, because I know how much you like when I share what I'm going through as well. Um, And what happens is, if I'm not careful, and if I'm not conscious, I will revert back to just doing stories and selling one-to-one, which to some people might be like, Beck, that is what I want. But that is my complete safety now because I've done it for so long and I know what works and I can rinse and repeat. I can do it very easily. So that is my comfort zone. So anytime I'm trying to go outside of that, for example, at the moment we're we're building a really intricate strategic funnel on the back end and I had the team over and we we mapped it all out and I'm putting the emails in and I'm writing the emails and I know that this is going to really enhance me bringing in incredible women into my my world but that brings up a lot of unsafety for me because it is something different it's something that I've never done before it is completely new to me I'm learning new skills I'm learning new things and and I am absolutely granted I have a team that supports me with that you know I hate email marketing and I've got someone who's supporting me with that so yes I think it looks slightly different when you're stepping into that next level of your business but it's the same preface across your subconscious mind because it's just trying to keep you safe so let's dive into the reasons why your subconscious is actually trying to keep you safe because I know, I see you, you have a goal or a dream or a desire or something on your vision board and you know exactly what that looks like. Maybe you do a lot of visualization around it. Maybe you have done a lot of research around it. Maybe you know exactly what needs to be done to actually start moving yourself towards that. But when it comes to taking that leap there like I said before is hesitation there's holding back a lot of the times and this is why I love Voxer so much with my clients is we actually sabotage our own progress and it sabotage can show up in so many aspects it was it's definitely a topic that I really wanted to do a podcast episode on but sabotaging our own process and our own progress is one of the telltale signs that we feel unsafe because the subconscious is so clever. It is so, so clever that a lot of the time you'll be sabotaging for maybe a day, a week, a month, four months, a year, and you won't even realize 
you know, you're like, oh, okay, wow. And when we have that conversation, and I think with my clients in my one-to-one containers, we pick up the sabotage very quickly. And because I teach them and really educate them on how to become so aware of themselves and their thoughts and their feelings and their actions, we pick it up quite quickly. But I wanted to go in today of as to why that is happening. So let's start by understanding the subconscious mind a bit better. So our subconscious mind is almost like um, like a little silent guardian, okay? It is always, and when I say always, I mean always, working in the background to keep us safe and to keep us secure. And the subconscious has been fine-tuned to prioritize our survival above all. So its primal job is to keep us safe and to keep us alive. (laughs) So if anything feels unsafe or if anything starts to mirror that our survival could be in potential threat, that's when it's going to kick off. And our subconscious mind often clings to safety, even when consciously, and I know you know this consciously, like the taking the risks, the stepping out of your comfort zone, you can see all of these things in front of you that you're like, no, Beck, yes, consciously, I know that's going to get me what I want. (laughs) Consciously, I know if I just freaking did this thing, it probably would help me. Or consciously, I know if I actually put this out there, or if I actually created this, or if I actually moved my body, or if I actually looked at my finances, I know this might lead to growth and success. (laughs) But why, oh why, do I keep stopping myself? So here are some key insights into the reason why our subconscious mind often clings to safety. So the first one is actually evolutionary. And the, whatever it was, cavemen, who, whatever you want to believe in, they played it safe because they were trying to survive. And the ones who actually took the unnecessary risks often faced the consequences I'm going to say, e.g., the lion eating them. So as a result, our brains that have been passed down years, years, the hundred thousand million years, our brains have been wired to, to actually ear on the side of caution because we never know when that lion is going to be there. And I think I said this in a podcast episode a while back where it's like we as as humans now in 2023, we act as if the lion is outside our front door all the time. You know, like that's how we behave. Things are going to be that it's going like the the what if, the what if it all goes wrong, the worst case scenario thinkers, the play in the fear till the end, all of these things we almost amplify what it is. We know it never happens that way. We know it never comes to fruition in that sense. But because of the evolutionary legacy that's been left before us, um, we, as a result, are wired to seek the caution. We ear on the side of caution, guys. So I think, first of all, it's it's not an excuse. It's not something that you can go, well, I'm obviously not, you know, selling every day on stories because the evolutionary legacy. Yep. It, the cavemen did it to me. And that's why I'm not selling on stories. This is not for you to use as an excuse. It is just me actually telling you. 
Number two is actually the fear of the unknown. So the subconscious is naturally averse to uncertainty and it prefers the known even if the known isn't ideal because it feels safer. Let me say that again. It prefers the known even if the known isn't ideal because it feels safer. So let's put that into your business perspective or your life perspective. What do you, what is your known right now? And that might be something that you could journal on. What is my known? Known is now sounding wrong. You know what I mean. But what is my known right now? And it might not, it might be the known that you don't want. It might be the the situation that you actually don't want. But because it is the known to you, that feels safer for you right now. What is the unknown? And how can we make that feel safer? We're going to get into this during today's podcast episode, but um, I'm going there. I'm going there. So the fear of the unknown can keep us rooted in our comfort zones, which is why we revert back to that same way of doing things, same way of eating, same way of showering, same way of walking. So like we, we have those knowns in our life. And actually, when you're moving into the unknown, again, that's where the unsafety comes from. And there's an exercise that I do a lot. I moved to the other side of the world, part of the exercise, where I throw myself into the unknown because it actually makes the unknown less scary. And the more you can practice being in the, in the unknown, and I say to my clients, like, this could be like the smallest things. This could be buying a different butter. It could... <laughs> That was literally the first example that just came to my head. It could be going to a restaurant that you've never been to before. It could be taking a different walk, route on your walk. There is so many micro things that we can do that are unknown in our day that we can actually build the muscle of not fearing the unknown so much. How many times this has happened to me? Like how many times have you gone, oh, oh, maybe I'll just turn down here today on my walk. And it literally takes you to the most incredible place. And you're like, what? This has been on my doorstep for this many years. And I, how have I not found this? You know, it's because really kind of getting into the unknown. Me and Jack did it the other day. We walked up the Reekin, which is a hellish walk. If anyone ever does it, please let me know because it's hell. Um, Great advertisement for the Reekin here. But we we walked all the way up and Jack had never done it before. So he was the in the unknown. I've done it probably... 50 times in my life like we used to do it a lot when I was when I lived in Telford before I moved to Australia and so I know I know what the walk is like I know it's hell I know it's pretty much a hill climb most of the way and when we got to the top Jack said oh should we go down this way and I was like oh I've never been down that way like I'm not sure where it leads I'm not sure where it's going to be like is it going to be safe and I almost didn't go that way because I was like no no let's just go back down the way we know like the way I know what like I was just like Becky why are we making a deal about this just go this way and we went that way and actually it was down the side of the Reekin which was like beautiful um it was a beautiful view to the right like the the stuff like the views are insane I don't know whether you saw my stories on the weekend but the views are insane and 
the path was actually way better for my knees. I struggle, I have really bad knees from dancing. So going downhill on a rocky surface really affects my knees. And we started this walk and the whole of that walk that we decided to go that was different, that was unknown, was like muddy and grass. So it was so much better for me anyway. So I was like, there you go. You know, we we revert to the safety because we know it and we almost get a buzz from knowing it. We, we almost get that like, ha ha ha. Well, I know which way I'm going. La 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 la. But whereas when I went to, to the route where I was like, I have no clue where this is going to come out. Are we going the right way? Like, are we going to be stuck on the Regan for the rest of the day? I don't know, but let's freaking go for it because you only live once. YOLO. Um, and it ended up being very, very good. So the fear of the unknown, we can actually start to build the muscle around that. And the only way to do that is keep putting yourself in unknown situations. Not to the extent that you hurt yourself or that it's dangerous for you, but you know there's a couple of things that you've been really wanting to try. Maybe it's a new yoga class that you want to go to. You know, everyone gets the fear of unknown on a, on a fitness class, don't you? You book in and you're like, oh my God, like where do I put my shoes? Where am I going to park? Is it, oh, do I know anyone there? Is anyone going to be there? Am I going to be the only one in the class? Am I going to enjoy it? We get the fear of the unknown, right? But the more that we do that, the more you go and you're like, oh, well, she's just told me where to put my shoes. The parking was right outside. Um, everyone was nice in the class. Cool. I'll do that again. And like within seconds, you're over that fear of the unknown, but you've built it up so huge in your head before you get there, before you get there. Don't tell me you haven't done that with a fitness class. <laughs> Don't tell me. Um, so we we can really start to flex that muscle of the fear of the unknown. Going back to why our subconscious takes us back to the safety now. Sorry, I'm going off on a hundred tangents today. But number three is habits and familiar familiarity. Wow cannot say that word today. Now, our subconscious loves routines and habits. And I think I said this on a couple of episodes back um, around the decision fatigue is it actually, when we're in the routines and habits of our everyday life, we can serve mental energy by defaulting to what's familiar. So even if a new path could lead to better outcomes, which we know, the subconscious is going to resist it because it requires more effort. And this is something that I speak about oh, day in and day out with my clients because it is really, I was going to say hard then, and I don't want to use that word. It is, it's a, it's a different way of thinking when you are changing old thoughts, it requires energy, it requires effort, it requires conscious thinking, and it requires it very heavily. It's a workout class when we're changing, when we're changing thoughts, when we're changing behaviors. Because like I said, our subconscious loves routines and habits and to conserve its mental energy, it defaults to what's familiar. So when we are taking on new thoughts, new habits in the business, new way of doing things, uh, new way of speaking, new way of writing content, new way of doing this, you know, like whatever you're doing, your subconscious might resist it because it requires more effort. And we don't like effort. <laughs> and 
when we're going through this, this is something I was going to speak about at the end of the podcast, but I might as well dive in now because it's a perfect segue. <clears throat> when we are when we are doing something that requires more effort, when we're changing habits, when we're changing beliefs, we have to be in the consciously competent stage of learning. Now, I've talked about the stages of learning a lot. If you haven't heard it before, I'm going to quickly go through it so you can actually understand what the hell I'm on about. Because the stages of learning is is actually really, um, it's really clever to know when you are changing your thoughts, your feelings, your actions and results. Because when we know, when we know the stages of learning, you can actually be like, oh, okay, I'm in conscious competence right now. And that means that I'm going to have to think more about what I'm doing. I'm going to have to really understand what I'm doing and I'm going to have to really, really think about it. So let's just do a little dive in. Sorry for those who have heard this before, but it's another lesson and you might hear something different this time. So number one stages of learning is unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. That's the end of it. You know, you you actually, you don't know that you don't have the skill or you need to learn it. That's it. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know that you need to know it either. Number two is conscious incompetence. So that's when we know that we don't have the skill. So the stage before is we don't have the skill and we don't know that we need to know it. Then conscious incompetence is I know that I don't have the skill. So actually now we feel a little uncomfortable and we have to commit to learning the process to proceed to the next level. So I don't know. I don't know the skills, but I know I need the skills. Then we move into the third stage of learning, which is conscious competence. I know I have the skill. So at conscious competence, We know that we need the skill, we've learned the skill, but we still have to really think about it. So we have to put efforts into concentrating whilst using this skill. So what I use this with is driving. Before Before you started driving, you didn't know that you needed to drive or you needed to learn it. Way back when. When you turn 17 you go into conscious incompetence. I know I don't have this skill and I need to book a driving teacher to teach me this skill. You then start having lessons. So you become consciously competent. I've got the skill, 10 and two, up and down, left and right. Look at the mirror, do the thing, clutch up. Like you're doing, it's very, very robotic. Very robotic. You have to think about everything. I remember coming off driving lessons being knackered like knackered because the concentration of all the moving parts in the car is taking a lot of brain energy and that's why when we're stepping out of our comfort zone so often it's going to take quite a bit of energy we need to start to reserve that that's a podcast for another day the last one is unconscious competence 
So that's when you know the skill, you're now a master and it's integrated so much that it's become second nature and it's very subconscious. So unconscious competence means that it's that integrated within your subconscious that you can perform it without really thinking about it, which is why I know I use this metaphor so often about the car, but you go and drive the car and you get to the place and you're like, I have no clue how I've driven here today. (laughs) I have no clue because you're that unconsciously competent. So going back to the, the kind of subconscious and why it reverts back to the safety with the habits and the and the kind of routines that it loves to be in when we're changing and moving out of our comfort zone doing something different in our business doing a different way of doing things it's going to require more effort which is why in my one-to-one mentorship I create the base for my clients first that's why we always go to the base of the CEO operations like we get in like them being able to have their content mapped out and planned or their timetable schedule diary whatever you call it sorted like all of those things that that are taking effort for them I get that sorted first then we start the next level then we start the up level because we need to have things in place that are not making them feel like they require more effort because I know in a minute I'm going to start working on their belief system. I'm going to start working on maybe different ways of writing content and that's going to require more effort. So I don't want to add even more effort onto the effort that we've already done. So we can kind of create the little blocks of the house as we build it. So I want you to just take what you need from from what I just said about the stages of learning. And if you find yourself going back to safety, it's probably because you're not being consciously competent at the thing that you're trying to move towards. And consciously competent means that you need it in your awareness. Because we as humans, we need that visual cue. We're very easy to forget. We're very easy to switch back, revert back, you know, like exactly like I've just said, our subconscious loves habits and routines. So it's going to go back to the old ways because it's familiar to us. We've thought, we've thought it and we've done it for how many months, how many years. So when you are bringing in new beliefs or you are bringing in a new story or a new way of doing things or a new way of being within your business, it's going to be quite conscious and it's going to require more effort. And that's just the way it is. Changing your subconscious, even through hypnotherapy, and hypnotherapy does really aid the process quicker, but it still requires you to show up for yourself. And that's when I see the biggest changes with my clients is when they do stick in the conscious competence for long enough. Because a lot of the time, people go into conscious competence where you're you're like, oh my God, I've got this new skill and this is amazing. Two days later, you're back doing what you've always done before because you're not you're not bringing the effort into what that new reality needs to look like. And then the last one that I want to speak about today as to why we go back to that safety is like experiences. So big T, little t traumas, the subconscious imprints that we talk about. So whether it's past failures, whether it's a traumatic experience, whether it's something that someone said to you, it can literally be such a passing comment. But in that moment for you, it left that deep 
imprint into our subconscious. And our subconscious remembers the pain, the emotion that we experience. And a lot of our limiting beliefs have the biggest emotional pull around it. So when we've had like a really, again, a traumatic and I use that word lightly. Some of these can literally, you know, some of the things that I've gone back to with my clients have been the way that a, a, a primary school teacher has said something to them about cutting a circle. Now, you wouldn't look at that and think it was traumatic, but actually to her, it took on the fact that she she could never do things very well. So she just let, she started to live her life that anything I do, I don't do it very well. And then we went back to the place where a teacher was standing over her and she was cutting a circle out and the teacher said that she cut this circle out wrong. So sometimes it can be the smallest things that you don't even think about at the blink of an eyelid. Like some, some of them can be huge. We can go straight back to that, the, the, the traumatic experience that you've been through, but the subconscious remembers the pain and it wants to protect us from experiencing it again, even even if we know consciously as the adult that we are now, even if we know the situation has changed. And that is why come rain, wind or shine, the first thing I do with my clients when we're moving to that next level and we're stepping out of their comfort zone and we're really trying to reach the next level of whatever that looks like for them, whatever that is, it's going back to the stories and the beliefs that they've had before. Because those beliefs are holding them in the story. Those beliefs are holding them in the comfort because it is not safe to move from it. This is where the safety dance got made. <laughs> I, don't, I think I've talked about the safety dance on the podcast. Um, so those are a couple of things that I see. Let's just go back. So we're just looking right now at why our subconscious mind prioritizes safety and security. Number one, that evolutionary legacy. You know, they often took risks back in the day face dire consequences. And as a result, our brains have been wired to err on the side of caution. Number two, the fear of the unknown. So we are naturally averse to uncertainty and the subconscious mind prefers the known, even if the known isn't ideal, but it feels safer either way. Number three, habits and routines. The subconscious loves habits and routines. So it conserves mental energy by defaulting to what's familiar. Even if the new path could lead to better outcomes, the subconscious might resist it because it requires more effort. And then number four is the limiting beliefs or experiences that you've had. The Whether it's past failures, traumatic experiences, leaving those deep imprints in our subconscious and the subconscious straight away remembers the pain and needs to protect us from experiencing it again. So now we've understood why our subconscious mind tends to prioritize safety. We can now learn how to come over, how to overcome this. And I've talked a lot about how to overcome this in like actual practical strategies in today's podcast anyway. But just to kind of recap, so I would first of all, have a look at your safety loop. So what is my safety loop? Every time I feel like I'm stepping out of my comfort zone or I'm doing something different or I'm trying something different new, uh, something new that's different in my business, try and have a look at 
what the safety loop is. So what is what is actually triggering you to go back to the safety? Is it a thought? Yes, probably. So what thoughts are taking you back to your comfort zone? What thoughts are taking you back to the safety loop? And then I would actually have a look and I can kind of vision this in my head of like having a piece of paper with a circle with like a kind of a loop that goes round. What takes you into the loop and what do you have to do to complete the loop and to get back out? Because if we can have a look at actually what takes you into the loop in the first place, then we can stop going in the loop, right? You know, every time we go in the loop, you have to play this same thing around again and then you get out of the loop and then you're like, no, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. You get out your comfort zone, you do the thing, you go back into the loop because it feels unsafe. You go around the loop. You know, we don't want to keep going around in loops, loop-de-loops. We want to be on that straight and forward motion towards our dreams and realities. So what is that thing that's triggering you back into the safety? and have a look what the loop looks like. Is it sabotaging for a day? Is it um, not going on social media at all? Like what are the, what are some of the things that you do to keep yourself in that safety? So knowing your safety loop, that's the first thing I would do. I spoke about kind of having that known unknown. What is my known right now? Is it serving me? Are the thoughts in my known serving me? What is my unknown? What do I want my unknown to look like? And one of the questions that I always say to my clients is, how can we make that feel safe? How can we make the unknown feel safe? How can we make this next level of your business feel safe? Lots of different questions that I go through when we're looking at the safety. And that's something that I do with my one-to-ones all the time, because that's when we start to build a sustainable, not only a sustainable business, but a sustainable mindset shift because we have to create the safety into the next belief that we're moving towards it we have to so that's where the safety dance took to took to place (laughs) came from took place need to put my teeth back in. So there's a couple of things that you can do. I want you to go and just have a look, but I think more than anything, it's the awareness of why you're going back into the safety. What is your subconscious protecting you from? What part is showing up for you that's trying to keep you safe? And how can we talk to that part and really let them know, hey, like, I I really want you to come with me. I want you to support me. I'm we're going to do this together. And yes, of course, it's going to feel unsafe. It's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel messy. But within one day, two day, three day, six weeks, six months of me doing it, it's then going to be my normal. And quite frankly, it'll then be your comfort zone and then you have to work through the next one. You were doing things this time last year that you no longer do, or you are in a place in your life or your business this year that you weren't last year. So that's proof and evidence to you that things can change. So just allow yourself to understand that you're feeling unsafe and call it, like I call it to myself all the time, like, okay, okay, I can feel the unsafety. I can feel it in my chest. This is where it is. What's the message behind the unsafety? What do I need to do to make myself feel safe in this here now moment? And how can I make the 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 getting out of my comfort zone, how can I make this next step in my business feel as safe as possible? What do I need to have in place? What do I need to remember? What do I need to be saying to myself for that to feel safe? So go forth, create the safety, baby, 
and I will see you in the next episode. Your love and support means the absolute world to me with this podcast. So if you have enjoyed the episode today, please make sure that you are sharing or reviewing or even rating the podcast because it allows me to get into more ear rolls. Now, if we're not connected on Instagram, head over and add me at underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore. Come and say hello. I'd love to see you there and I will see you on the next episode.